0: We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? The hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back
1: to another episode of, of Bangarangs and Daggers. I'm your co-host. Out here on the East Coast, Kevin Knight, joined by a special episode tonight. We have the three-man weave back <laughs> together again. Uh, recap the season. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, and, of course, introduce yourselves again.
0: Good <laughs> Patrick. Patrick.
2: Uh, yeah, it's Patrick. I'm back. I am currently standing in my garage. It's mm, 8.30 at night on a... Thursday. I'm watching the blizzard come through northeast Nebraska, and I'm sipping on um, Makers.
0: Well, I just put my kids down. My daughter, youngest daughter, is now climbing out of the crib. My oldest son is now (laughs) doing enforcement, and so she was crying earlier, and I was like, "Why, why is she crying? And Ethan, my son, said, Cause I wouldn't let her out of her crib. I'm like, good job. And so, <laughs> um, as far as, um, I, a drink, I'm going to have a Bush light and I'm going to grab that right now. So, uh, Kevin, uh, is the Metro still going? Uh, how's it all going on? Um, so it is still running. It's essentially on an
1: emergency basis. Uh, last I saw, Yesterday was the first day that it was on a quote-unquote emergency status. Um, Essentially because of ridership being down so much, they're running very limited trains that are primarily supposed to be used for people trying to get to places like the hospital, grocery shopping, stuff like that. Basically just only absolutely needed travel. Uh, I think the percentage that I saw was 87% Mm -hmm. reduced ridership. So only 13% of a typical weekday passenger load um although bear in mind also they've been so terrible with reliability and safety over the last decade that they'd already been uh down from around the time that you were out here the ridership is had already decreased probably like 20 some odd percent roughly um on an average day too so you know bear that in mind for what the numbers are currently
0: but yeah, fun times, fun times. You know what's more fun? Nebraska basketball. That's a lot of fun. So uh, I think the last time that we recorded a podcast, we were getting ready for, is it Indiana? Correct, oh. Indiana Hoosiers. And, I, and I was so excited. You know, we had two uh, Nebraska football players who I guess got to play. And that was the highlight of my season. I don't know about you guys, but how this season went, that was probably the most, I don't know, joy, you know, watching Brant Banks, you know, shoot some free throws that look like a guy from an Emerald league, you know? Uh, So that was kind of fun. I don't know. It was, it kind of, you know, and then with, um, you know, Coach Hoiberg coming down with the flu and, uh you know being hospitalized us. I mean, that's just how the season's gone. You know, we got a head coach got to leave and then You have two football players Who are currently who who at the time are currently in during, you know, we're in spring football decide, you know Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing in the Big Ten conference tournament. And so uh, and they got in I was happy They did and Doc Sadler just think about that was the head coach I guess you could say for Nebraska basketball once again. While the most recent prior head coach
1: was commentating on the game, that's that's quite the scenario. The current head coach had to go in the locker room because he had either influenza A or a cold. We're not really sure <laughs> if you base it off of the single tweet that said he was diagnosed with in, influenza A, the common cold, which are two different things, and had to go in the locker room. And so two head coaches ago, uh, he would Um, the current assistant coach took over as the acting head coach, while the most recent one coach ago head coach is in the studio covering the game for the Big Ten network. That's that's gotta be a first in the history of college basketball. Yeah. That was great. While two football players take the court. Like what
0: talk about March Madness. That was Patrick, did you wait to watch that game?
2: Yeah, I did. I, I did get to watch the game. It was it was definitely memorable for sure. Uh, definitely would not call it my the highlight of my year. I would I would throw the wins over Iowa and Purdue in over that. But that's that's just me. Um, you know, it, it, it's been a rough year. But yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely memorable for sure. Uh, but the highlight of that night, I, I would agree was definitely to see Doc Sadler, the beloved Doc
1: Sadler on the court one more time leading the big red. I would uh, join you on that uh, Patrick for the favorite moment of the season in that I I definitely would rank the win over Purdue for that. Um, (laughs) Beating Iowa is always fun, but just for me personally, you both know that I cannot stand Purdue basketball fans. And so beating them was a particular joy for me personally. Fully well, understandable.
2: Hey Kevin, I got a question for you. Uh huh. What's it like to like root for a team in the postseason?
1: Um. Well, it depends. Uh, <laughs> are we talking 2016 game that shall not be named, or are we talking circa 2000? Uh, we're talking like prefer- we're, we're, we're
2: we're talking anytime in the last like 30 years. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I mean, what's let, that let's like? Go with... What's that like? Th- th- this is a Nebraska mm-hmm. Ball Podcast. Let's talk about stuff we don't know about. What's it like <laughs> to root for a team in the postseason?
1: Um, it's pretty fun. I mean, uh, th- even just in the conference tournament, you know, uh, six times I can say it, it's been a great joy to to watch us get a banner in that. Um, you know, a couple times there's been the end of this regular season in March where we've got to hang a banner. Um, that's fun. And then of course you get to the NCAA tournament. And, um, I, I, uh, I think I told you guys last fall on one of the podcasts, you know, I've, I've been to a final four, um, in person, uh, obviously state has been to, you know, eight final fours in my lifetime, but, um, yeah, I got to go to a final four in person. That was awesome. Especially because it was one of the two that we actually won that game, um, you know, don't ask me about the game after that for that particular season. But, you know, it, it it's fun. Um, there's always a heartbreak, you know, but uh, 2014 comes to mind as a primary heartbreak of losing to UConn. Um, unfortunately, that was the only class that uh, it spent four years playing for Izzo and didn't play in a Final Four.
0: Only... Class was Adrian Payne and Keith Appling. So that that was the uh, class. not sorry, not the class. Sorry, um, the UConn team that had uh, <laughs> what's his name? There's a point guard. He plays for the Boston Celtics right now. Is that him? Um, uh, was probably. I don't. He had that step step back game winner in the. I think that they were part of. were not they part of the East? Uh, the, the Big East. Um, yeah, I think so, then. and I'm um, like, come on, I'm, th- I'm just waiting for the name just to go into my brain. Uh, so yeah, you know, so it's like that's, that's a pretty good long time ago, but as far as uh, I don't know, I, I think that if Nebraska made it to the Sweet 16, you know, that, that just shows you the difference in like standards. <laughs> I mean, like, really, like high quality or whatever you want, however you want to talk about it, but if. If they lost in a heartbreaking fashion in Sweet 16, you just want to clap and, like, hey, we made it. You know, hey, <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe it depends, but. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I think
1: this stat was a couple seasons ago, to be fair. I want to say Izzo has made it to Elite Eight at one point in his career within the last five years. This was true. 50% of the time he's in the tournament, he's made the Elite Eight maybe maybe Nebraska should hire him would that be weird for you would that be
0: weird for you um Nebraska that would be Hawks.
1: pretty stunning I'll admit because i mean he's been approached by the Atlanta Hawks he's been approached by um uh who else uh Cleveland Cavaliers who our own he he, I should, he should take
2: that job he should take the Cavaliers' job and where he, uh, goes he, he passed and on he it wins like twice. and he wins and Oh, no, he needs to take it now, so then he wins, you know, he takes the job, does well, wins an NBA championship, and that's just one more thorn in the side of Michigan fans.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be funny. Um, I'm I'd rather- looking out for
2: you, man. Come on.
1: <laughs> um, does the name Terrence Samuels sound right to you, Nate?
0: Terrence Samuels. Uh, no, no, are you thinking that? Of- no, it's Kemba Walker is the guy I was thinking of.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was glancing through the UConn 13-14 um, roster right now, trying to find it, but um, that did actually, uh, us losing to them did give me a line, or a joke rather, in my brother's uh, best man speech um, that later on that summer though that year, because he married a Kentucky fan, um, so we lost to them in the Elite Eight, Kentucky lost to them in the title game, so... I got to make a joke that it was fitting that they got to get married in a year where their unit unified hatred of Yukon joined them together. That's just, you know, that's, that's Aww. super.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I did something. I did the people yeah. at the wedding laughed. So at least I had that coming for me. Hey, uh, I guess we're talking about weddings. I uh, gave a, I've given, I think three best man speeches And probably my favorite was I uh, got the microphone and I said, you know, I've studied a lot of best man speeches and it seems like the shorter the best man speech, sorry, the shorter the best man's speech, the better. So thank you very much. I handed the microphone back to uh, the DJ and DJ's like, what? And like, and people started laughing, I'm like, "Eh," and I had an actual speech, but. Uh, that was the highlight of my life. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, anyways, Patrick, Nate, you and I have
2: very different views on what's uh, on on what our what uh, highlights of things are.
0: As well, far as
2: basketball at, life. Yeah, the, I know you're trying to get we, back we, to we, <laughs> basketball, right? Because we're a basketball <laughs> podcast. No, have, I'm just getting the point that you and I have different views on what's great. <laughs> Nebraska getting blown out by Indiana is a highlight of your uh, of the season mine was an actual win I'm just saying I'm just saying
0: (laughs) yeah but it's like the season's already (laughs) lost and then the and the the crazy story of two football players who are currently on the roster like on the football roster and who um, are both I think the first backup at this point or in that area that Coach Frost all of a sudden says, "Oh yeah, go ahead, take my backup. You know, I think left tackle, my backup quarterback, and yeah, and put him on the on the team. You know, and on the basketball team. And I think that's it's a, a great story. And I just need great stories because this season was not very much fun. And then we lose our top three. You know, essentially our top three players." Uh you know, Javay Green announced this week that he's going to the transfer portal. And then Cam Mack is going to go or he's supposedly he's going to test the waters without an agent, even though all of a sudden Nebraska gets a commit from so Western Illinois. Is, uh, Kobe Watson. Is that right?
2: Yeah. The Leathernecks.
0: Yeah. The Leathernecks. Is the it, is it Leathernecks or was it? <laughs> lumberjacks yeah lumberjacks (laughs) that's kind of a bad that's kind of an inside joke a little bit but uh and then uh uh sean burr decides he's gonna focus on stuff on on his studies or something like that you know
1: yeah sure he is (laughs) well he's gonna try and qualify as a graduate transfer to leave and i'm gonna
2: focus on my engineering skills
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I'm going to circle back for one second, though, to call baloney on why Nate is actually excited uh, or you know look back with excitement at the Nebraska, Indiana Big Ten tournament game. His real reason and he doesn't want to tell anybody this is he was excited that Kevin Cross was the game leader in points for Nebraska with 23 points and Cross went five of five from the free throw line. That's what he likes about this game. Do you play any defense? It
0: his favorite. Do they play any defense? I, I, I'm
1: just wondering. I, that that requires me to actually provide valid analysis, and I <laughs> I do, I object to that.
0: I, I, you know, I I just to me, you know, the Kevin Cross thing. He, I I think it, he he could become a very good player, and I'm just not really seeing it. and, and, I, and I'd be happy to be wrong, uh. But you know of my you know, let's, be have...
2: on, let's be honest here if you're, you're as scrawny as a nebraska basketball player this year do you want to even try to play defense in the big 10
0: i don't know i would want to i mean think about <laughs> it
2: no, no 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 we're not talking we're not talking like we're nate McHugh size basketball player we're talking like we're six foot six we're 185 pounds and we can bench 120 do you really want to go up against somebody, somebody who plays against, plays for Wisconsin? No, you know, that's why they don't play defense.
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go against Wisconsin because I'm gonna get punched in the junk by uh, a certain um, someone, Brad Davidson. Oh yeah, yeah. So to be fair, Cross is six, uh,
0: eight, and two forty. He needs to be like 235 five, two thirty. 230. I mean, and he needs to be growing another inch. He's, he's only a freshman. We, you know, we, we need to remind ourselves that is that mm-hmm. yeah, totally. uh, of going forward. I think I actually have a lot of hope for him because I think, you know, just like a lot of high school players, he doesn't. Um, I mean, you don't know how to work hard as far as, I mean, you don't know how hard you have to work until you get to college. And then also it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to work this hard. Especially, by the way, if we lose, was it 16 games in a row? 16 or 17 games in a row? 17 with the Indiana Uh, loss. You know, only if they would have had a couple more football players. And uh, so, I don't know. Like I said, I'm hoping the kid does really well. He's, of because I guess if we want to move even forward, Going to next year, you know Kevin Cross and Yvonne. uh, I really should. Udrago. Udrago. Yeah, yeah. I've had too many. I've had two beers tonight, so I'm not. We shall call him Pepe. Pepe. (laughs) Uh, Yvonne and and then maybe I'm trying to think that might right. actually contribute next year because we have a bunch. It's going to be another roster turnover year a little bit. Is,
2: isn't Thor coming back? He's a senior next yeah. year, right? Okay, Thor. Yeah, Thor yeah.
0: Those back. are the three, I think, that are going to contribute next year. And then we got a bunch of other guys. So um, might be a whole new starting lineup. I don't know. It's...
2: It'll be more talent. At least technically it should be on paper. But we said that for years about Nebraska football. So, you know.
0: <laughs> and it never happened it, it never, never happened. happens oh speaking of yeah I mean even Kevin's had more success on the football field than we have I mean but with, with Michigan State I mean they were and they make it yeah they made the playoffs I'm mm-hmm. that is true
1: yeah let's not talking about, about what happened when they made the playoffs. the fact is is they made the playoffs at, at end of story I don't you know you know who
2: hasn't Michigan.
1: Uh-huh. They haven't even made it to Indy. <laughs> or Nebraska. <laughs> no, it, Nebraska's made it to Indy. Oh, no, I'm talking about the playoffs, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. no. You're you
2: Yeah, we've to, too
1: much credit with that one. You got Nebraska, gotta, Nebraska you went to Indy up. and there was a curb stomping. Hey, they they were there. They that were there. Matters. They were so there. Hot. Yeah, who hasn't been there? Michigan.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, you I know, know
2: they're, is, I mean,
1: they're a, a, a blue blood. They're, you know, blah, blah, blah.
2: They have blue in their colors.
0: You know, as far as – like,
2: Yeah, that's the only good
0: color. <laughs> as far as football programs go, I think Michigan might be the most overrated. Uh, and As far as, like, what we look at today, because obviously no one gives much respect to Nebraska. Mm. Uh, but as far as, like, you look at, you know – if you just look at the names of the teams in college football, you're like oh yeah, Michigan should be a top what what ten team ish, you know? Yeah, eh, what yeah. A lot of times they
1: get that. I you're not going to get any fight from me that they're consistently overrated every single year in the
0: preseason. I think USC is probably up there right now too. So Notre Dame.
2: Um, you know, I was the other thinking. Other name Dame, I gotta talk about. I'm going to disagree with Notre Dame. I think Notre. I think most people. Acknowledge that Notre Dame is darn good, but not good enough. Does that make sense? Like, cause they, they, the last few years they put, with, with with the exception of one, they put out darn good teams onto the field, but they're never great. So,
1: eh.
0: yeah, I, yeah, I would put, yeah, I agree with that. Notre Dame and Michigan. I put Michigan above that as far as overrated football programs. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, no, Michigan faceplants way more than Notre Dame. That's my point.
0: No, I, I'm trying to think what other USC. I think in that area, USC is there. I I'm saying this is, prob- this is
2: okay. If if there is a football season this year, I would say this is probably the first year in a long time that I think people, most people, will not be overhyping USC.
1: I I got two good schools to add to that list. Yeah. Texas. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. And Oklahoma. Oh. The reason – hear me out, hear me out, because I knew there was going to be skepticism. (laughs) The reason I say Oklahoma is because, A, they play in a garbage conference. I'm going to have some fun here and bash the Big 12 for a second for fun.
0: They were the best conference. It's a garbage
1: conference and they have garbage defense and they're a joke. That's why.
2: That's, well, that's be, dude, you're a Michigan State fan. I don't think you know what offense is.
1: Well, of course <laughs> I don't. I know. That. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Michigan State's offense in 2015 was nowhere near as bad of a unit as Oklahoma's defense was one season ago in football. They are the worst unit to ever get into a college football playoff. What were they? Ninety seventh statistically, as a unit, going into the foo- uh, CFP, possibly. Oh, I it, yeah, I mean, as, as bad as MSU's offense was. I mean, it, it, it,
2: it's like comparing apples to oranges if you look at the teams within those conferences. So, you know, it's not like you're looking at the Pac-12 where you can visibly see a a talent step down you know big 12's got the talent it's just it's a different type of ball they play there
1: yeah, yeah. to a degree mostly i'm just having some fun you know pulling the guys legs so oh, you think think back, you, you do you really
2: think we care anymore
1: <laughs> no not really but
2: yeah, this, po- this podcast would have been Probably. over 20 minutes ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll probably get like an angry email from somebody bashing me as a Big Ten fan. And, you know, why would I talk ill of Big 12 football because that blah, blah, blah. So
0: that, that's my real goal here. It's like right, shooting in a barrel. Actually, if we're for speak- thinking about emails, I got an email this last week from a listener. <laughs> and he was very respectful. And we kind of had a couple emails back and forth. Uh, he took, I guess we're. I'm going to turn this back to basketball. He took somewhat some ex- exception to my, uh, I guess you could say, my defense of uh, of uh, Coach Hoiberg this season, and he, uh, I mean, he was he was critical of obviously the performance on the basketball court and all that, and I responded to him and I said, actually. This might be a topic that maybe you guys would want to chime in on. I said, I, this is my, my response to him was that I am not, since I'm not like, it's hard for me to be critical of the on court stuff uh, because I'm not there and you never know what they're dealing with as far as how they're trying to do things. And I don't know if I notice any like bad, like, Stupid decisions by hoiberg actually a lot of times when he would call timeout I I said before is that they would they made a big run or they stopped a run and uh, but If I were to be critical of Hoiberg, it was that I think they didn't do a great job of picking the the greatest players for his system uh, because I think the only guy because he wants to shoot a lot of threes and I understand that and Matej uh, kavass was probably the only one suited to do so and mm-hmm. And he didn't and he shot I think around 30% mm-hmm. But when he was in Seattle University of Seattle, he shot I think 45 ish percent And so if you want to be critical of Hoiberg, I wouldn't do it by his decisions during the season but maybe is I understand. Yeah. Okay. We're it's a whole new roster. We need to get as many players as we can, and all that. But this season, I mean, Gervais Green, Cam Mack, um, Deshaun Burke. I mean, you're lucky that Thor ended up being like a 45, not 45, was it 45 percent three point shooter? Probably. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys were. I mean, is there anything that you guys would do you view you yourselves be critical of Hoiberg about or um, not critical, I guess?
2: I wouldn't be terribly critical of him just based on the fact that, like you said, it was a total of roster flip. Um, a lot of the players he brought in were good, but they were good in different conferences with different styles of play and a lot of times lesser styles of play. Uh, The competition that this Nebraska ball team saw, not just in the non-conference, but especially in the conference, was unlike a majority of these guys had seen. Um, I thought Hoiberg was very calm and collected throughout the season considering what he had to deal with, what he had to work with, And, honestly, just the slate he had to pull these guys through. Uh, There were times where I honestly, and maybe this is probably where I would slam him, I I almost kind of felt like he was biding his time to get through the season. Uh, Because he knew exactly where Nebraska ball stood. He saw that early on in the year. If you listen to the early press conferences, the early losses, the early wins, um, he tried to pull it through, but you could just tell that, this was an exceptional work in progress. And that is exactly what the season turned out to be.
1: Yeah, man, I'd reiterate that essentially. I I think if anything, we should give him credit for having a team that after they started that losing streak, still managed to show up in a lot of games until Mm -hmm. late February. Yeah, I mean, even the ones that turned into eventual blowouts at the end, they still played competitive throughout the entire game. They just had one bad stretch every single game in the second half through so many of those. And we're talking about arguably historically the strongest conference uh, in terms of depth in at least modern college basketball history, Mm -hmm. if you base it purely off of advanced stats rankings. And he's doing this with a team that just honestly cobbled together with what was available, not really – any particular advance ability to jump in on any major uh, recruits or anything. You know, I mean, he, he did a phenomenal coaching job with what he had available and you expect him to come in, I'm sorry, to a program the caliber of what Nebraska has historically been and immediately just flip it in a year of this level of difficulty within conference play, let alone out, out of conference play, To expect them to come in and just get players of Duke caliber, which I don't think anybody realistically expected, but even even the type of sustained success that a program like Wisconsin has had, or you know, um, what's another good example? Uh, I don't know. Even Iowa, honestly, over the last Mm -hmm. fifteen years or so under Fran, ten years or so under Fran, whatever it's been, too long under Fran. Uh, it, it's not really particularly realistic. He's got a lot of incoming talent in terms of people who had to sit out this year that he did get. He's got some good recruits after that. And I think overall, um, as I joked on our podcast last week, that that email is from a fan who is Mrs. Darbus. <laughs> <laughs> not not Why? literally, but I mean, just in, in good humor. It's from somebody who thinks that, you know, uh, they're just young men in baggy shorts flinging balls for touchdowns.
2: Well, and here's another thing I think a lot of people forgot about was last year's Nebraska ball team was going to be gone this year if Miles was still around. And the replacements for last year's starting five, six, seven main players was not good at all. And Fred got rid of them early. I would say if Miles was still here this year, with the team that he was going to bring into this season, I would give him maybe one or two more wins, maybe three over this year's squad, just based on
1: familiarity. I I think he would have swept Northwestern minimum.
2: Yeah, possibly. You know, yeah, at minimum. um, But that really wasn't all. That wouldn't have made us a whole lot better. And yeah, I mean, it would not and it would not have put us in any position better for the following season. Uh like it I I just I think people forget because I remember like at the end of last season going, God, if Miles is still here, we are gonna be god awful next year. Cause he just did not have the talent to move forward past twenty
1: eighteen, nineteen. So Yeah, I mean he he didn't have anybody particularly a uh, high caliber that he likely would have landed in the transfer market, like he did a couple seasons ago, with all the starters that were leaving mm-hmm. Nebraska, either for that yeah. matter. So, I mean, I, I think I feel confident saying he might have picked up things like that overtime loss at Indiana early in the season. He would have probably swept Northwestern and maybe picked up a game at home against Wisconsin, maybe, um, or perhaps the late season game at Minnesota, like those types of low hanging fruit, he would have won. I feel pretty confident in saying, but that's not to pretend like that would have somehow led to more success next season. That's more of a, that's what the ceiling was in years where you're against this level of competition. And in years where you're against lesser competition, um, you know, it's not really going to be anything that fans expect of the program, <laughs> which, which is not, I'm sorry, fans hope for of the program. Is, is that better?
0: No, no, I was actually laughing because a lot of times I mute my mic and I was just checking <laughs> if it was muted or not. And I went, and oh, that was really loud. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, also Thor was 37.2% on the season
0: mm-hmm. yeah so uh, as as far as the Miles thing I think we all I mean I guess I don't, know, I don't know how many times you have two coaches in a row where you know the fan base generally is you know you like the person the person you know and I think you love Doc Sadler and I think you really like you know Tim Miles uh, but I think that, yeah, like what Patrick was saying, it might win two more games-ish, you know, if we had 10 miles, but then he'd be gone. Like, and then I, who knows if Hoiberg would even be an option because he he would have been, let's say Hoiberg said, I want to coach college basketball again. And he'd be wanted by a whole lot better programs in Nebraska. And it just seemed like it worked out the fact that oh no, his his uh, family history and all that and all that seemed to work out. So I think you had to do it.
2: And, I don't know. You know, if we waited a year with Miles, I got a feeling we could have probably uh outbid Iona for Patino.
1: I don't think. <laughs> no. I would spend all of next season vilifying Nebraska ball for being the complete slime of the earth.
0: And the thing is, you know, I own a, we, we might as well just
1: rename ourselves Kansas at that point. I mean, kind of got to Break out the
0: dollar bills and the, the polls. Th- there's a very real chance that he won't end up coaching a single game for them. I mean, depending on what the NCAA did. I mean, didn't he have prostitutes? Therefore, no, he yeah, which, he he <laughs> claims <assistant's> that <laughs> um, yeah he he claims that he had no
1: knowledge whatsoever of that. What he did have knowledge of, um, and I'll I'll try to keep this PG thirteen um, is he was one hundred percent aware of the affair that he had with a fan of the program at a bar, which he is under oath as testifying that um, a illegitimate child that he produced with her, which he then convinced was an assistant coach's child. Convinced the assistant coach that it was his child instead of Patino's child, um, to marry her then and raise the child as their own. He did That's that. Yeah, and the the bar episode it which produced the child was half a minute long, according to him, under oath in testimony.
0: Wait, the bar episode? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm trying sorry. to keep it PG-13. I, I, I what, get, what 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 resulted
1: get. in yeah? What yes, resulted okay. in the child I, was I half get a minute. What you're saying okay? <laughs> he all said
2: right. that under
0: oath.
1: <laughs>
2: this okay. isn't my child. This is yours. Don't you remember? Not really. Yeah, dude. All you man. All yeah, you.
0: And he went to Europe and he coached more basketball and now he's come back to Iona and you know Iona. He get a um, a uh, what's it called from NCAA the uh, show cause. Cause. Yep. And guess what? Now you're back on. <laughs>
2: you know. he's, I, he's Iona. Iona Child Support. Ooh,
0: <laughs> that's a good
2: one. No, uh, it's not. It was not good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the legal world, we get show causes all the time from the court. And that show cause means show up to it. You know, coming from a judge. And show us why this and this and this, and it's not a big deal, you know. Hmm. A, lot, a lot of times, obviously a show cause, with the NCAA is a little bit different. <laughs> to me, <laughs> if you were if it was if it was going to be the same, it'd be all right. Patino, you know, we have a show cause hearing or something. Show us why you shouldn't be. I don't know suspended for 15 years.
2: I thought show cause in the NCAA had to do with the university who wanted to hire them. Like the university had to go and maybe,
0: maybe ba-
2: my understanding was that the university has to basically prove to the courts why they should be allowed to hire him. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's what it was explained to me. Not too long ago. Yeah, it was, I, I don't that's know. how it was explained to me. I think right around the time we were getting rid of Polini And there was talk about trestle, but trestle was still under uh, the sanctions the NCAA put him under. And there was talk that if Nebraska wanted trestle,
0: they would have to. Oh, okay.
2: That's where where I got that. I mean, yeah, so he would be
0: the show cause to see if he should be able to be hired, essentially. Yeah, yeah, like why the university should be allowed to hire him. Well, that's kind of the same way, then, or the same Mm -hmm. type of thing, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's just the the one party's doing it over the other. That's
0: all. Okay.
1: And I'm probably
2: still wrong. I don't know.
1: I do have to admit, the one thing that I am a fan of is the fact that his 2013 team uh, did beat a certain uh, team that I hate from my home state in 2013. And uh, while they did get the title stripped from them, um, they did cheat the other team out of a title. So that's pretty fun, especially because four years before that, my team, uh my primary team, got beat out of a title by a team that also cheated, but they didn't get the title stripped from them because they're more of a blue blood than Louisville is, so good times Yep, uh, always <laughs> fun, so <laughs> but.
2: so yeah, we don't have we we, we don't have a postseason. there's no March Madness. There's a lot of March Madness. We're not going to uh, talk uh, about I that don't, don't,
1: don't, don't, it's not, that's not. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to talk about I'm still, so, yeah.
2: So, you know, um, we're just going to hang out. We're going to chill. We're going to watch some uh, old basketball games. We're going to write some articles. We're going to hunker down. Uh, I don't know. What else are you guys doing?
1: You, know, you would actually be stunned how difficult it is to try and find an old box score or statistics or game recap for Nebraska versus Colorado State 1996 Ooh. for basketball. I Googled that, and the, I thought, fairly clear Google search terms that I used what? came back with, Uh, Out of like 10 search results on the first page, I'm just like oversimplifying the numbers here. Maybe it's 15, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like 80% of those were Nebraska versus Colorado that fall of 96. One or two were Nebraska versus Colorado State football. Hmm. And then another one was a different game later on in the 96 NIT uh, that Nebraska played against Washington State out of Washington, uh, state of uh, newspaper. So that, that shows you, uh, how, how much fun trying to do research for articles on Nebraska ball is. Yeah. You
2: kind of got to look all over. You need like, uh, you need a good dark web search to get Nebraska ball information.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I found some, some decent stuff in the end, but, uh, it, Uh, initial search terms that you would think would would get it Uh, you had to do some pretty intuitive
2: for nebraska (laughs) ball you got to do some sleuthing
1: yeah whereas you know in comparison like oh look here's 20 uh two different examples of games i could pick for wins in the first round um or i'm sorry of, of games in the first round you know and like uh, out of those, like sixteen are wins. So there's sixteen different games I have to to pick, and all of them have fairly easy, brief recaps to find.
2: You would have had a better chance looking up information if you went to your grandma's house and pulled down her Encyclopedia Britannicas.
1: That is true. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, all right, guys, uh, let's say anything else about uh, the basketball or no. So we can move on to the last part.
2: Oh, we have a last part. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: We have a. Should I just? I'll go with it. Um, and this was actually uh, kind of decided before. I mean, like probably a month ago, or a month, or a month and a half ago, is that we would not be extending this podcast uh, beyond the basketball season, and so we kind of. That's why we got Patrick back on here because said this, this, this would probably be our last episode, at least for now, uh, depending on Kevin and, you know, what I'm going on, what I'm doing. Um, if I am still coaching high school basketball next year, then I probably will not be on the podcast, um, except for, you know, here or there. But Kevin, and, or if you he, if he, if he find someone else, you know, they'll take it over, and um, that would be great. But, you know, this is this is going to be it. I guess um, before you guys have anything to say, I, I was trying to think about what would I say? You know, this is my last you know podcast, I guess you could say, as far as it's my podcast or not, you know, mine and plus Kevin's and Patrick's podcast, because, you know, we've all had a big part of it is that I I remember uh, when I saw coronation asking for a football writer or not football right? Writer, just writers. And I said, eh, I don't know think about it. I waited 24 hours, and I sent John an email, and I didn't hear from him for like three months, and then I he wanted a writing sample, and then I didn't hear f- from him for three months. And that's, it's a little bit an exaggeration. But I thought it'd be so cool to go on the radio and talk about Nebraska football, and then I'm like, oh, it'd be great to have a podcast, you know, this, just to be able to talk. And so I, and because of, you know, John and the coordination and Greg, if Greg if Greg's listening yet or whatever, you know, I got to do that. So I'm pretty appreciative of that. So, um, so I don't, we'll find out what's going to happen with this podcast going down the road. I don't know if Kevin has any words about that. If not, that's fine. But I don't know. I'll leave it up to you guys. Um, Well, so actually I'll be keeping
1: it going, not necessarily so much about Nebraska ball so much as uh, a few things here and there as news comes up. Um, There's not a ton of stuff that comes up over the off season, but when it does um, I'll jump on and give a brief mention of it. Um, And then there's going to be a few things that I'm going to talk about during the off season with some episodes when I have time I'm um, mostly just talking about Big Ten basketball uh, history a little bit. I'm going to delve into um, kind of a fun series on the different arenas, um, primarily because for me, you all know I'm a big Big Ten basketball fan as a whole. Um, the conference has led the country in attendance for this. Pro- I'm trying to remember the exact record. I think this will be the 43rd straight season. That the Big Ten has led the country as a conference in terms of uh, conference-wide attendance. Um, so just some stuff like that, talking about the history of the conferences, some of the big games at each one, or I'm sorry, the the arenas, some of the big games each has seen. Um, kind of having some fun ranking them um, one through fourteen and whatnot. Uh, so stuff like that. So yeah, I hope that you all choose to listen in and. Uh, when it starts getting time for next season, we'll see what, what happens with it. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'll be um, doing moving forward for me. Um, and, Patrick, do you want to say a few words? This is a good reminder
2: where I quit doing the podcast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no. Um, I was originally going to uh, step away from coordination, and that was kind of a part of the reason why I was I stepped away originally. Just too much going on between family and work and everything, but uh, I'm not leaving. Uh, going to be around. If Kevin needs help when he can, I'll jump on if I can. Um, if Nate needs help, he's on his own. And, yeah, no, thanks for
0: listening, folks. All right. So uh, we've never had a sign-off, so we won't do that, but um... – I guess you know. I guess there's. Oh, by the way, the uh, last episode. Yeah, we were teasing about a new podcast, and it's Jay Foreman's podcast. I don't know if it has a name besides just "Hey, I'm Jay Foreman." Uh, That's really all he needs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. (laughs) I I think he goes by the Paloma (laughs) Podcast. I think I saw. Oh yeah, the Paloma. I think it's the network because he was. Like the Paloma podcast, I don't know, I'm not sure. But that's, a, I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, he, you know I'm he, really I happy suck. about?
2: I'm really What's happy that? we got a Nebraska football podcast back.
0: Cor- Cor- Big Red
2: Cobcast is oh. back on Coronation. They have shunned, <laughs> shunned Husker Max, the old man network of Husker Max. And, uh, you know, it's been so long since we've had a, uh, a football podcast. It'll be great to have them back. It, it's a
1: great compliment <laughs> to the quality Nebraska ball content that we provide here at of Bangarangs and Daggers. It it'll be a great secondary podcast to our phenomenal. Well, and, and,
2: and Jay sport. will and Jay will come in and he will give us the analytics that really what what makes uh, a football team work. So it'll be it it'll be great. There's plenty of content coming your way from coordination, folks.
0: Oh, that's great. I think we should have done that. All right. Unless you guys got something else, uh, I guess we'll just say good night. And I guess that's it. Insert mandatory, follow us on everything, etc.
1: We do it every week, so you all know that. All right. There. I did it, Greg.
2: Thank you, Vox Media.